The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What's up? It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman here. Thursday, November the 2nd. Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. What a game that is going to be. What a good benchmark this will be for the Cowboys. We think, you know, we, we thought it was when they played the 49ers. But I have a feeling this one will certainly give us a better test of where the Cowboys are, where the Eagles are, where where the, the best teams in the NFC uh, are for for this week. So it uh, should be a lot of fun to talk about that, go through uh, some of the matchups, see what you guys are thinking, who who scares you the most about those Philadelphia Eagles, on, especially on offense. they got so many weapons. Uh, I mean, A.J. Brown seems pretty uh, pretty scary uh, in his own right, just uh, how much success he's had um, in the last six games. I mean, the NFL record, 125 games, 100, sorry, 125 yards, six straight games. That's uh, that's amazing, uh, uh, other than being on someone's fantasy team. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's not fun for your Cowboy fan. All right. Let's uh, before we get going here, uh, 888-855-2297. That's the the phone uh, line to call. I do want to say this. I know this is Cowboy storyline, but of course, can't really go too far into the show without talking about how awesome it is here in the DFW area uh, to to have the Texas Rangers win the World Series. I've never said that before. Uh, I get to say it right now. Uh, it's really a special thing, uh, especially for me personally as a fan. And I know you guys can relate, whether you're you know, a fan of whoever else other than the Cowboys, uh, you know what it's like to be a fan. Some of you don't know what it's like to win a championship, you know, for, for your team. Uh, and I and I understand that. But, you know, it was really cool. I, I And just from a personal note, I moved here to Dallas in 1989. I was 13 years old. And uh, I didn't know anything about the Texas Rangers. That really wasn't our team. But I collected baseball cards. And so we, we started going to games. And, uh, you know, I, I remember being there for Nolan Ryan's 5,000 strikeout, trying to figure out when he was going to break the record and or get 5,000 strikeouts. I, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen some World Series games. And so been out there when it's 120 degrees and, and before the new stadium and hot, super hot and uh, seen some great moments. And so that last night was really a cool, uh, cool experience and really cool for, for this area, the city of Arlington, things like that. So let's leave it at that. We don't need to, to take it to anything else about who's winning championships and who's not. It's a really big day for, for the uh, this, this DFW sports area, especially if you're a fan of the Rangers. So exciting times for them. I thought I positioned my hat perfectly in the screen and i did but then again we got the call number uh we got to have that in there too 888-855-2297 but when that's not on the screen got my little rangers hat there it is kind of sideways all right let's go to the calls let's get going here uh mitch in north dakota you're first mitch what's up hey nick how are you today i'm um, doing well thank you Awesome. Uh, glad for your team there. It's awesome for the city of uh, Thank you. Dallas area. Yes. Good for the Rangers there. Yeah, Definitely. Appreciate um, that. Quick thing before we get into the Eagles, um, I'm going to actually probably let the others kind of bring this up. I want to go back a little bit. I was hoping you, uh, maybe you'd talk about DeMarcus Ware just a little bit. Uh, he's kind of, uh, as far as immortality in the NFL goes, he's kind of hit that. He's got a Super Bowl ring. 
He's in the Hall of Fame, and he got his Ring of Honor last week. I just wonder if you could uh, spend a minute talking about your experiences with Ware as a player, as a as a guy to interview, and kind of what he meant for those teams. I think, I mean, if I'm ranking some of my all-time favorites, he's right up there with the very best of the best from what he was as a professional and so on. A um, couple of my favorite memories – I mean, I'll never forget the, the the sack, almost pick six he had against Michael Vick. Just snagged the thing and ran it back. Um, and then ending the Saints' perfect run when they had that going, uh, he had some huge sacks at the end of that game, and he was playing with an injured neck and mm-hmm. didn't even know if he was going to play, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just an all-timer. Um, so if you could just maybe mention a few things about um, Demarcus Warren, okay. I'll listen. Thanks All a lot. Right. All right, that's a uh, yeah, that's a that's a good uh, good way to start us off. You know, Demarcus Ware's been in the um, the in the news a lot th- this year, just because a lot of things ha- have happened with him. Um, typically, you go in. I say typically. I mean, I think most of the time you go in the Ring of Honor before you go into the Hall of Fame. So that was a little bit different for him not to go in first uh, to the Ring of Honor, uh, but goes into the Hall of Fame. This was his second year uh, eligible for that. It goes Hall of Fame and Ring of Honor. But you know, you mentioned two of the of the biggest moments that I can I think of with, with D. Ware. You know, just the interception against the uh, the the uh, Falcons with uh, Michael Vick. I mean, just plucked the ball in the air and then and then outran uh, Michael Vick to the end zone you know that that and then of course the the, the Saints game it was just unbelievable for the, the fact that at one minute you don't know if he's going to play again i mean he's on he's he can't move he's on the ground and, and against the chargers and then 6 days later it was a short week 6 days later he's playing uh not only playing against the Saints but has two sacks in the game one to close the game out uh we got to do a documentary on the 2005 draft class, it was one of our deep blues called Class of 2005, and that game is is highlighted in there, and, and, and Marcus Spears telling a lot of it, and Demarcus as well as well. So uh, that was pretty good. I mean, you know, other moments with him. I, I just remember. I, I know I've said this before, but I just remember being at training camp his rookie year, and there was a drill. It was like a like the biggest hula hoop you've ever seen. This is like this big ring on the ground, and these players are supposed to run around it and stay low. It's kind of like simulating what you would do if you were rushing the edge and you had to get low underneath the ta- tackle. And most guys, you know, do it. Anthony Spencer's – no, Anthony Spencer wasn't here. Sorry. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the other guys. Uh, Greg Ellis, maybe, that were getting around. And and then, you know, but you, you're going a little slow. And, and DeMarcus just sprints around the thing, and you're, and you're just thinking, okay, that's – that's a freak. I mean, like you're not supposed to be that big and be able to do that. Um, but but yeah, I mean, it was uh, he he was a special player and and it's good for him to get all these uh, awards and accolades this year. And yeah, he's 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 done it all. I mean, he's the all time leader in sacks. He's he's won a Super Bowl ring with another team. Um, you know, he's he's a Hall of Famer, Ring of Honor. Honor. I think the Broncos. You know, the Broncos try to steal him. You know, they they try to put him in their Ring of Honor and stuff like that too. But whatever. Uh, good for them. All right, Brian in Kansas City, you're next. Good morning, Mister Eatman. Good morning. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Right. Hey, you know, I was listening to – I didn't get to watch live yesterday, but I listened to your show uh, afterwards. And, uh, you know, I, I do kind of understand the frustration of fans in just watching so many of the other contenders make moves and the Cowboys not making them. You know, and they, Yesterday. 
Yesterday, yeah. I mean, that, it has to be pointed out. They did not make their move yesterday. They've made moves. They just didn't right. make them yesterday. You wanted them to make more. But you can't make four trades because you don't have that many draft picks. You don't have any draft picks left. The one that I was really kind of in, and brought us brought this up on the break yesterday, the one that I would have loved to have seen would have been Ezra Cleveland, who went from Minnesota to Jacksonville, who's a six and two contender team, mm-hmm. um, and needed offensive line help as as do the Cowboys. And boy, I would have really loved to have seen that. But you know, it, like you say, it, it, we don't have. I know. I know. Beamer already told us this last week, but we don't have what a, we don't have a four, five, or a six this year, right? Right. right. You're down to that's what they that's what they gave up. They gave up a six because it's a contract. He is a, according to Broadus, he's a starting quality offensive lineman. They gave up a six because he's in a contract year. You mm-hmm. got to re-sign him. Right. So basically, he's a mercenary for the rest of the year unless you re-sign him. But you know, we didn't. We just don't have. We don't have the picks left unless you're going to give up one of the big ones. You know, right. are you going to be? In, we don't need Chase Young, but but you know, are you going to give up a second or a third to go get a big name like that? Right. Uh, you know, we just didn't. We just didn't have the the the, the that left. I was a little surprised, and and having heard you say it. I was a little surprised the Cowboys maybe didn't try to get a pick or two back with yeah. somebody that, where they had depth. So anyway, that was just, you know, I was listening I, to the show and, and thought about that was my frustration. And, and, you know, we did what we did, did in, right. we did those moves in the off season, which is what I think you're pointing out. You know, we got right. cooks, we got Gilmore, they've done well, you know, to, to the extent that we've used cooks and, you know, we, we, we got the people we got, and we we can only hope now that the offensive, in my opinion, the offensive, we're going to go as far as the offensive line takes us. Right. So anyway, that was it for me today, brother. Okay. I'll uh, hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. You know, I mean, I think when you look at it, there's, there's, there's like four types of players you can get. You can get one that's a free agent. You can just, you know, somebody that's on the street, which they kind of did a couple weeks ago with Rashawn Evans, you know, that type of guy. They didn't go get a Leonard Fournette. Um, I think Buffalo signed him. You can get that kind of guy. That's that's you don't have to give up anything. Or you can get the you know mid level guy that that that's you know you'd lose like a fourth, fifth, or sixth for something like that, which they really couldn't do because they didn't have that pick because uh, they've already done that with getting you know Trey Lance and and of course Cooks and Gilmore last year. So that's your fourth, fifth, and sixth. Or you can get your second and third you know round guy. That's that's going to cost you a lot more contract wise. And then of course you could give up a first for someone. I just don't think they wanted to go those those routes. And the fourth, fifth, and sixth option really was something they've already done. So all right, we we talked about that yesterday, and we'll talk about more if you guys ha- have that. I mean, it, it, it's just. It goes down to it's just really difficult to to get upset about situations that you just don't know about. You just don't know what they were asking for, um, and, and and just because the this team got it doesn't mean you're going to get it. You know, doesn't mean that that Washington will trade it to you because they traded to somebody out of their division. That you don't always get the same deal, um, and, and you have to remember that too with with other teams. You know where they're picking. Um, if the Cowboys offer a second round pick and another team offers a second round pick, well, th- they may be picking in the high 30s or 40s when you're probably going to be in the 60s. Um, total different player there. So it, you, you, 
it's hard to compare, and it's hard to know exactly what the Cowboys were trying. I know they were trying to do some things. I know that Stephen Jones was waiting on some calls back uh, and trying to do get something, um, but I, I it didn't work, and you know it just never materialized. All right, let's go to um, Anthony in Miami. Anthony's our next caller. What's up? Hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing? Um, I'm doing good, man. I enjoyed talking to you Friday on our show, hanging with the boys. Oh, yeah. Um, I told you, uh, yeah, that was me, the one you said you love to watch the game with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do seem like you'd be a lot of fun. You're in a different yeah, you're in a different um, mood then, though. You were more jacked up. I, I guess this is morning, Anthony, here. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, day off, you know, work some long hours. So right. I can't really get with the guy. So, you know, it's just calling in. I heard one guy, or I heard two, actually. I heard one yesterday kind of talk about fandom. And as you were talking about free agency and everybody, you know, jumping off a cliff, you know, because the Cowboys don't do something. Let me say something to, you got a lot of listeners. Someone say this to Cowboy fans. Right. I'm 53. I've been a Cowboy fan all my life. When the doctor slapped me on my butt, I said, how about them boys? <laughs> I, you know, so it's, it's, I went through 89. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's bad Cowboy stuff, you know, and I was still talking trash. With one win, I was talking trash, you know. So what I'm trying to say is I understand people, they say we don't win, and we got a bad team. I, I don't get it. You got a quarterback that you bash every day. I'm talking about some of these delusional fans with the delusional haters. So they're feeding off the delusional Cowboy haters, and they're buying into what they're saying. You got a rookie guy that's a fourth-round pick that wins – 13 games, right? you know, right. with another running back, and they spark this this thing with the Cowboys and, and get them back to life, so to speak. He just went 12 games back-to-back. Right. You know, you got life, your owner, your owner, your, your show, your, your Cowboys are number one, popularity, worth, everything. That's good enough for me. I don't need it. And I mean this. I don't need a championship. I don't need one. If we get one, fine. It works for me because that's fandom. I'm a fanatic. Mm-hmm. Championship or not, I'm a fanatic. You got a good team. You didn't need to do anything at the trade deadline. And I'm, we already did. You hold, got the Brandon Cooks. You got the Gilmore. Hold, you, you know hold, what I'm hold, up, hold up, Anthony. I'm, I'm going to stop you there because I need to ask you this. I want to ask you back. Okay, come on. Okay. Come on now. Come on. So, so you don't need a championship. Because that is, you are in the minority that here of people that that that, that call on the show and Cowboys fans. Explain that a little bit more. Why you is it because you say you're 53? You've seen three, right? Exactly. Or yes, sir. Maybe maybe four, but I mean maybe as a young young kid, but but definitely three. Is that why? Because there's some fans that really haven't experienced that. Do you think that would change your mind? Exactly. Now here we go. You got the younger fan base, right? So. But you can't tell me you don't have the success. You are you got the spoils now as a younger base. Now you see what I'm saying? You got the spoils because you get to see your team on TV pretty much every week. National TV. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So you get those things. Your team is talked about the most. They're probably the hated, the most loved. So that alone should be enough as a fan and a fanatic. A championship is fine, but you're winning. People say we don't win. I don't get that. We yeah. just won 12 games in a row in the division championship two years ago. And like I said, what Dak them did for the fans that can remember, what him and Zeke brought to the team. So an NFC championship game is what I told them at the beginning of the year, Jess and, and Shannon and the boys and Nate them. I told them NFC championship game, just don't get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. They said, what were you, what's, your, what's, your, what's, your, what's your ceiling? NFC championship game, don't get embarrassed. It's good enough for me. 
Right. So all the Cowboys got to do Sunday against this, against this. Oh my God, this this beast of a team <laughs> is just keep the discipline, man. Play disciplined football, and you'll walk away with a win. And guess what, fans? They're still gonna hit on your team come Monday. Of course. Thank you, Nick. All right. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> all right. All right. Different. That's a different perspective. Um. And 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 a healthy perspective. Um. Just because, you know, you're not gonna get let down as much, you know, when you don't have these high expectations. But I know this, and and I and Anthony knows this. He doesn't speak for everyone that they want to win a championship. And and here I am talking just what ten minutes ago about, and it's not the same level. You know, I've, I've never been on Rangers storyline or, you know, talking Rangers if they have such a podcast. I, I'm not that type of fan. I mean, I've been a, a big fan, but but I've been there and I've been to a lot of games and I almost saw them win a you know, World Series. And it was, it was gut wrenching when they didn't. But now it makes it all the better because they won last night. So my team was able to win. And and, and I'm a, a you know, somewhere between a casual fan and a diehard. I mean, somewhere in between that. Uh, and it's really great to have my team win. So you guys, everybody th- needs that. And I think there's a lot of fans that are like, no, no, I, I want us to win a championship. I, I mean, that's what all the calls were the other day. So um, I, I like the perspective. Not everyone has that, but it's also healthy, and it, and it keeps you probably from going insane on some of these games. All right, let's go to – I have a text question, uh, actually, from Doug in Florida. He says, uh, the way we played last week, throwing the ball so well, do you think the O-line is going to be the key this week? Uh, will we take advantage of Philly's secondary? Uh, running game has to help. Love the show. Your patience the past few days with all the trade talk was great. Uh, patience. Pa- me and patience has never always been my thing. I mean, I'm not I'm not very good at that. Uh, but, you know, the understanding that, that you know, these you, you guys have a point too. You guys have a point and you guys want to see – uh, some success, um, but let's talk about that. Uh, do I think the the running the running game has got you just got to be balanced, and I'm, I don't think you can expect to just drop back and throw the ball as much um, as they did. You know, I mean, the Rams got after them for a little bit early. They they shored some things up, but Philly does not stop with that pass rush. So it's got to be balanced. I think the Cowboys have to run the football in in a game like this. Um, it needs to be a little bit more than than it was one sided. And I think I think for the Cowboys to win, um, they're going to have to figure out ways to to run the ball, uh, not just Dak scrambling. It has to be you know designed runs, run the ball. Keep you know and keep the Eagles off the field too. All right, let's go to uh, Dylan in Northport, Florida, on the line. Dylan, hey Nick, you're uh, your third Florida guy here in a row, back to back. Sunshine State's killing it here. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, you guys are rolling here. Yeah, um, I just wanted to build off of what the, the last caller, I think his name was Anthony, said. I, I do need a Super Bowl. I do need a championship. I'm 32. I don't know right. what it's like. Right, right. <laughs> I don't and, know what and it's I like under- to get there. I understand that, and 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 so you. you and he's one he's been able to see three um so so it's it's a little different you know i've seen three but uh not since i've been working here so like let's let's go i mean i'm i'm ready to see one too i mean we get to the nfc cha- the the championship game for the nfc i probably cry i mean i, I don't know what it's like <laughs> right and right but I, I i kind of have a different point from what a lot of the other callers are saying regarding the trade deadline i think the cowboys have built a super bowl team the way they've done it is through the draft, and I texted last week, and you, you read it on, on, on screen here. I appreciate that. Right. Um, we need young players through the draft to offset some of these big contracts. Yes. You've got Dak, 
60 million next year he's going to get paid unless they extend him, which they probably will because that's crazy. Um, we got CD coming up. We got Micah is going to be an otherworldly contract. Mm. Now the salary cap's real. You can trade away all of your picks for expensive veterans. You're like, you're burning the candle at both ends. It doesn't make sense. And that's how you end up in a rebuild like we did with Roma for like three or four years. Now you look at the Roy Williams trade. How many young players do we miss out on because of that Roy Williams trade? Was he worth it? Probably not because they didn't win a Super Bowl. And he probably wasn't worth, I think it was a one, three, five. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. And I think the one thing holding this team back, is the offensive line, we're not going to find a team willing to trade an offensive lineman at any position better than what we have. Right. We don't have the capital to do it. We're missing four, five, six. And when you look at the teams we're compared to, like the Eagles and the Niners, just look at their, their quarterback cap it alone. Six million for Hertz this year. 13 million next year, 21 million in 2025. They backloaded his contract, and they'll probably extend him towards the end of it to to lessen that burden at the back end. You look at Brock Purdy, 800,000 this year, a million next year, and you look at Dak, 26 million this year, 60 million next year. So I just don't, I don't see the need to trade away everything. You're mortgaging your future on a hope and a prayer that probably isn't going to work out anyways when you've already built a Super Bowl team and you've already made your trade before the season even started. Yeah. So that's all I got. Really good point. Thank you, uh, Dylan. And, and you, you have it kind of figured out from a salary cap standpoint um, because you're right. I mean, they have paid. The Eagles have paid. Uh, the big money to to Jalen Hurts, but he's not making that right now. Like he he doesn't count whatever fifty million a year, not even close, you know. And so um, most contracts are are kind of pushed that way. And at some point, you got to pay the piper, you know. And that's what the Cowboys are dealing with right now with with Dak. So it's not just immediately you just all hit it all at once. I mean, the Eagles are still benefiting from the fact that they have a top tier quarterback and not paying him not having to pay him all of that and uh but but they will you know they, it'll it'll catch up to them but but you know give them credit they're doing a really good job of of, of finding players and, and and you know meshing them in i mean they're, they're a really good team and and they are you know they're they're well coached uh the organization has has done a great job of getting players in here just like the cowboys have i mean like like they're i don't i don't see the eagles Head and shoulders above above Dallas, uh, even in the last couple of years, I, I I don't see that. I mean, last year they were uh, they were a little bit better, um, and they were able to go. You know, they had home field and they were able to use that to their advantage. They they were they were better. You know, but but I'll I'll say this. I mean, and I I won't back down from anybody on this. They they lost a couple of games late in the year. They did not have Jalen Hurts. They that was a big, big difference for them. And they lost two games, one of them to Dallas, one of them maybe to, to New Orleans at home. Um, if Jalen Hurts missed five games in the middle of the season, I don't think that, I don't think the Eagles are winning the NFC East. I mean, I, I don't think, I, I think the Cowboys handled that situation without Dak way better than I think the Eagles would have. So it's, it's different. You lose your quarterback it's not. It's not easy. Give the Cowboys credit for that. Uh, we're going to get to see them, though. We're going to get to see pretty much full strength both these teams. So we'll, we'll get to find out kind of where where they are. I mean, I, I'm not saying the Cowboys were, were better than the Eagles. The Eagles were better, but I, I do think that it was pretty close. And you know, we'll see what this year looks like. All right, um, Dennis in Albany, New York. Dennis, you're up. Nick, what's up, buddy? This is Dennis from Albany. You know who I am. Yeah, yeah. I was the early days of the break. Okay, all right. How you doing? And I'm excellent. And I'm the one who told Sean and RJ to ask you about the Romo story. So we should start connecting some dots here. Uh, okay, all right. 
And, yeah. And uh, only a few of us know that story, Nick. So which one? You know that. Too. Which one? Which Romo? The intramural, oh. the intramural story. Oh, when he flag football. Yeah. Yeah, he flag played. Football. He was That's on what our, I meant. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. He played yeah. on our flag football team, and uh, and Chris and what, Bean, Chris and Bean was on the team. Well, what happened, what was, happened when he was on that team? Well, what happened was is that he was really awesome. He came in and he was an awesome defensive player and a quarterback. He was awesome until the playoffs, and he threw five picks in a game, and we lost the playoff game. But whatever, I mean, who cares about that? Yeah, it really did happen. I mean, it, it, you know, here's the thing. And if you guys, anybody that plays flag football, you got to understand. Yes, have you ever played against people that play actual? You know, you playing against football players? They think they're going to go play yeah. flag football, and they're just going to dominate. Right. And it's a completely different game. And so Romo was was great. He was an athlete. He was young. He was throwing the ball around. But he also wasn't throwing to star receivers either. And he he thought he could throw it every time. And and you know we we we, we struggled. We lost in the playoffs. Uh, and I knew right. Th- I thought right then I was like, this guy's not very good. Like he why is he playing yep. for the NFL? Like he's only it was only one year in the league, just m- mostly on practice squad or or inactive. I was like, he's never going to be anything. Are you serious? And then of course, yeah. becomes the face of the franchise. Uh, that was pretty neat. But I'm telling you this, he he was an it was like pros versus Joes out there, man. I mean, even as a defensive player, he was better than than all of us. I mean, him and Chris Bean were like our two best players for sure. So that, 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 that's a great story, Nick. Before I ask the question, I want to thank you and Derek for getting this uh, whole internet thing started with the Cowboys. Oh yeah. In the off season, we'll go over all the people that was hired. I remember most of them. And uh, thanks for all you do. Appreciate and that. The guy, the guy Anthony, I'm I'm old enough to have cried uh, for the Jackie Smith drop against the Steelers, the Lynn Swan catches. So I did see four Super Bowls, mm-hmm. and I gotta admit, I gotta agree with the question you asked him because I got four. Is it a little bit easier for me? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do I do need another one. Right. Let's I mean, say, hey, let's face it. I mean, like, just, I ain't gonna lie listen, to you. listen, just because we ate barbecue that was really awesome two weeks ago doesn't mean you want to do it again. I mean, like, I want it again. I mean, we eat three times a day. Like, like, let, I mean, I, I understand it. I understand it. But it almost makes you even more, more hungry to, to try to do it again. Yes. So, yeah, the and, feeling. And the, and the last thing I'll say, Nick, is that during those Super Bowl years, and I'm not saying we didn't make any moves. Obviously, the Herschel Walker trade is what it is, and then did we get then we get Dion for the last one to to mm-hmm. to um to win it all? We lost in '95, mm-hmm. and he was you know he passed interference on Michael Irvin. We all know that. Yeah, and then and then he brought it over. So I agree, and I like this team a lot. The only thing that I wish I want to see a little bit more at running back, and I love uh, the kid from Florida. Is Florida A and M fourteen? What's his name? Yeah, Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell, I love him. So I'm a little worried about linebacker and, and, and running back. But overall, a couple breaks here and there. This team is easily yeah. a Super Bowl team. Right. Thanks for all you do, Thank Nick. You. You'll hear more from me, and all I'm right. always listening. All right. I appreciate it, Dennis. Really, really good call. And, and, and the thing is, is that you guys aren't wrong. I mean, you've been there. You've seen it. But but it's like the, it's like a great movie that you see, and you're like, you want to, you you want to tell people about it. like have you seen this you got to see this this guy see you seen the show you know it's like that and, and especially when you have kids you know they they don't 
they don't know anything about about that kind of success and, and a lot of young fans that that haven't seen it either and the players the players too like you know these these guys you know I, I would have loved to have seen Jason Witten you know win a Super Bowl you know I would love seeing DeMarcus Ware win it here now I have to go wear you know ugly orange and go win a Super Bowl I'm talking about win it here and and so um you know, I mean, that's that's what you want. You know, so so yeah, we've seen it, and it, and it's really cool. You know, I was in high school, college when they won, um, but I, I, you know, I want to see, I want to see it happen here, and I think all, I think all you guys do too. Um, so just just different levels of, of fandom. Uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, I know we got two calls on the line, but let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back here on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back, Cowboys Storyline. Here we're celebrating the Texas Rangers. This is not a World Series cap. This is just an old, crusty cap that I've had taken to games back in the day. Uh, Texas Rangers, World Series champions. I love the call on the uh, the play by play. Announcer Eric Nadell, who's been doing it forever, um, you know, he gets so excited about it. I mean, he, he said after the game, I mean, like during the call, you know, you only got one shot to make this call perfect. And he said, you know, at Texas Rangers, fan, you're not dreaming. You're not dreaming. Your team is world champions, uh, World Series champions. That's it's awesome. And I know it's, it's a cool feeling. It's a cool feeling as a as a as a fan. You know, I'm a big Ranger fan. Uh, as a big fan, it was it was exciting. And I know. It's something that that you guys are, are are thirsting for as well, and that that's what's cool. You know, when I, I I've been writing down the states that you guys are from, because what, what's neat is that like we're all we're all bonded together here. You know, we're all cowboys. I mean, that's that's the link, obviously. 
But then, but then, like, I'm probably talking to somebody that's like an, like a absolute diehard. I think we had a Golden Knights fan, you know, from 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 Vegas, or or you know, huge New York Knicks fan, or or whatever college team, you know. And that's what's kind of cool. And and I learned my lesson on that when I used to like talk trash on Twitter about Cowboys. I mean, about the Mavericks and the Spurs. I realized that, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans in San Antonio, a lot of Spurs fans too. So, yeah, we may agree on this, but when it comes to Maverick Spurs, you know, so I got myself in some some issues there. That's why I was a little tame on the Cowboy on the Rangers and Astros talk because we do get a lot of calls from from Houston and uh, you know, but uh, anyways. Um All right, let's go to the callers. Uh Rob in Vegas. I think it was Rob that was talking about Golden Knights. Yes, yes indeed. What's up, Rob? Hey, Nick. Hey, congratulations on the Rangers. Thank you. I mean, I'm a Yankees fan, but I got a lot of friends that live in Texas and yeah. I know they're Rangers fans. So, and they're American League, so that was that was good. Cool. All right. You know, listening to Anthony, you know, I'm 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 56, and it was like you don't agree. I, I know you don't agree. Crazy, <laughs> but I but see that's part of the problem with the Cowboys culture. I mean. Jerry Jones was hungry when he bought the team. And I think he got a little comfortable. I mean, let's look at some of the, just look at the coaching. How did Dave Campbell become head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, that was like, let me just throw my friend in there and maybe I could call some plays. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Losing and yes. I don't say like last year, 12 or five, that's not a fail season back to back. Those are great seasons. But at the end of the day, ask Dan Marino, uh, it's Super Bowl a bust. And I look at Jerry and I just think Jerry got comfortable because losing it didn't affect the bottom line. I mean, what, $11 billion they're worth about. I mean, so I'm not saying he don't want to win. I just thought he got a little comfortable. And if we, you know, didn't have such early success, I think you'd be willing to do more things okay. to go for it. Hold on, hold up though. Okay. After Dave Campo, you're right. Yep. That was in, and I, and that was a part where one third of the salary cap was dead money. That that that's absurd. That's absurd. One third of and during that time, then Campo had had no shot. What happened after Campo? Jerry went. Right, right. A, a guy that that knew that Jerry knew was going to push him a little bit. He couldn't just do. I mean, that, that's yeah, what but, that's that's what Jimmy. I don't think he did that. I think he did that because he wanted the new stadium built. You cannot uh, try to build a stadium, uh, a billion dollar stadium. Yeah, back well, was it back to back five and eleven seasons? And Dave Campbell, you know, as soon as you sign Bill Parcells, let's face it, the whole city and. The cowboy world, like, oh my God, we got Bill Parcells because he's one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. So you forgot, or automatically you forgot about the five and eleven season. <sighs> and about that. I, I love Bill Parcells. I wish he would have been a couple years younger, because who knows what could have happened. But no, I, I definitely don't agree with Anthony. Now, getting to the the Eagles game, it's about time that Damone Clark makes some plays. You know, I keep hearing about him, you know, LSU, blah, blah, blah. He's been invisible. I need this guy to make some, especially against the Eagles. You know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to run the ball, and they're going to have Hurts run the ball. He's not going to run as much, which I think could help us. But I need our linebacker to actually 
stick somebody in the hole. And I just need him to make some plays. And the other guy that I think is huge is Javon Kurtz against their tight end. He loves to throw to Dallas Goddard. That's his, that's his safety blanket. And if we could just hold those guys without getting crazy, let, I'll take my chances on the outside. He's going to throw the ball up to, to Brown. But I like my cornerbacks. I think we can make some plays. But you cannot give him his safety blanket in Goddard, and you can't let them control the clock like yeah. six, seven, eight-minute drives. And I, it's time for Damone Clark to show us what we've been hearing he's doing in preseason and what have you. It's time to make some plays. All right. Thanks, Rob. Uh, appreciate the call. Uh, Rob doesn't probably look at or care about the uh, stat sheet because Damone Clark leads the team in tackles. Um, but um, but they're not not significant plays. I mean, he, he's he, he, it's surprising. I mean, he does lead the team in tackles, but you haven't seen him make a make a lot. Um, yeah, you know, want to see him be a little bit more of a difference maker. So I, I, I understand that. And, and and this is a linebacker game. This is one where, like, you know, covering those tight ends, making sure those runs don't go from two yards to eight, nine yards, stopping Jalen uh, Hurts. I mean, this is a big, big game for the linebackers. So there's no doubt about that. Um, all right. Big Al in San Antonio is next. Big Al, what's up? How you doing, Nick? Great. How about you? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you, I need you to relay to Anthony. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I don't saw all five Super Bowls. And I feel the same way if I put it from the first one. I get excited. Right. Yep. And I'm going to keep getting excited. So hopefully we get another one in. And I'm going to tell you, we just got to – I think that is going to do it. I told you, I think two weeks ago I called when you had Nate on. Mm-hmm. I told you we're going to be okay. Yeah, and I think uh, that's gonna do it. He's gonna come around. He's just got to relax when he starts playing. Sometimes I think he gets too hyped up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I I I, I like his demeanor. I mean, I really I don't know about too hyped up. I, I I think Dak is pretty good when it comes to that. Like like bouncing back, not too high, not too low. That's one thing I I do like about him the the most. But. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Big Al, you know what I, I, I was writing down right here? I, I heard we four times. Um, you know, we, you said we. I think we're going to be all right. We did this, all that. And, you, <laughs> and you're right. Like, like that's that's it. Like, it's we. I've heard people say that yeah. all the time. Like, when I say that about my team, like, we, really, did you play? No, well, I didn't play. You're, you're damn right it's we. You know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm sitting here. I mean, you're calling the, the the podcast, and you know, uh, and uh, trying to get this thing, you know, get this cowboy team to go. So when they do have success, yes, it's we. Because when they yeah. lose, it's definitely we, and we and we yeah, feel it I too. Do hurt. When they yeah. lose, I I get pissed off. That's and, that's and what a diehard is. That's what yeah. I argue with people all the time. It's not about it's not about the success. Okay, and I'll say it right here with my Texas Rangers. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, I, I haven't, I can't say I'm a diehard. I don't live and die with every single pitch, every game, and all that stuff. But I, I it was really tough to see them lose a championship 11 years ago, 12 years yep. ago. So, so yeah, but but I mean, with my team, my college team, I die hard every Saturday, yep. and I've been dying a lot that's, this year. Um, but yeah, right. so I'm, go Rangers, go Rangers. I'm that I enjoyed that last night. Yeah, it was but pretty I awesome. One, I got one for you. Go for a it. Matchup. 
Okay. Bland and I don't like calling their name, but that number 11. <laughs> A.J. Brown, I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's going to need help? <sighs> yeah. I mean, on, on certain plays, I mean, I, yeah, I think you, you need some help. Um, but that's what makes them so tough is that, you know, you can't be sitting here saying he needs help, he needs help, and you need to spy Hurts. I mean, like, what? Who, who's going to – I mean, who, yeah. who's going to stop the run? I mean, who's going to actually rush the passer? I mean, so um, the Eagles are tough. They're tough because their tackles are good. Their center is great. So where is Micah going to rush from that he can have a lot of success? You know, mm. I mean, Micah's never had a full sack against the Eagles. He's had a half sack no. in his first game. He's not had success against the Eagles. And you know right. where he's from. And you know where he yeah. went to college. So – this is a big deal, you know, and so that they, they've done a great job. That's why I think the Eagles have had a lot of success on, on the Cowboys is because they've neutralized Micah Parsons. To me, that's the biggest part of this game is how can Micah Parsons eat? That's that's yeah. what, you know that's what he needs to that do. That means them other guys gonna have to step up. Step up, but it's not easy. I mean, like yeah, and Lane Johnson's you know maybe a potential Hall of Famer. He's over here. I mean, D Law and Dorrance Armstrong aren't just whipping him. I mean, it's, it's, they're tough. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they, they just don't have a lot of weaknesses. We, we've heard about it. A.J. Brown, they got a Heisman Trophy receiver on the other side who's really good. They got a tight end. They got the quarterback yeah. who's built like a linebacker. I mean, it's, it's swift. They added swift. Crazy. I mean, they're. Yeah. But they can be beat. I mean, they, they can. They can. Washington, uh, Washington showed that. So we. The Jets. We need to just play our game. Yeah. I mean, when Hurts throws it to the other team, you know. They can lose. And he's been throwing it there to the other team. All right. There you go. All right, big Al. Right, See you later, nice man. You. All right, let's go to quickly to the next caller, uh, Sebastian in Savannah, Georgia. Sebastian, what's up, man? Good morning, sir. Good morning. You know, we got Mike McCarthy here, so hopefully he can be like Chris Beam and just keep everything on the rails. Uh, I was disappointed, I'm not going to lie, to it when I saw the second round go for the New York Giants defensive tackle, but who knows if they would have traded with us like that. Right. But – I will say this. If Mike McCarthy and Dak are figuring out this defense, that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. They had me out here seeing, like, Fergie, Fergie-licious over here when I was seeing Ferguson going to the end zone that first time. Right, right. Uh, Dak did exactly what I wanted, which is move it around to the receivers, get your star receiver involved. Mm-hmm. Now, the disappointing side of me is that um, this is my 15th anniversary. I didn't grow up a Cowboys fan or anything like that. I got in this in 2008. I'd love to see us do something. And this seems like the first season where it's legitimately us, Philly, and San Fran. Yeah. After we came off of this bye week, and I see how well we play after these buys, let's try to steal a first-round bye and then only have to do two games or one game to get to the big game that we've never played in in quite some time. I want to see this team do their absolute best. I don't care if it's front office, Will McClay, uh, the coaches. I want to see this team do their absolute best to try to steal a first-round bye from Philadelphia or whoever it is that's going to be in the lead. If we can beat Philly on Sunday, we now have fear in their mind that, oh, snap, they can deal with our actually full yeah. team. This, so I really want to beat Philly, and I want to try to steal that first round by. This is huge. This is, uh, thanks for the call, and, and, and I'll add to that a little bit. This is a really, really big game to doing, for doing what you just said because if you don't win this game, they go to 8-1 and one and you're 5-3, and three, right? Uh, and then they have a bye, and let you know. Let's say let's say that you uh, beat the Giants the next week, but they're you know you'll be six and three. They'll be eight and one. 
and and have already beat beat you, beaded nice. Um, but but I think that it, it, they have a tough schedule too. I mean, they, so are the Cowboys, well, the Eagles are. I mean, after this one, they come back from a bye. I mean, it's, it's it, I know the 49ers are in there. I know I know the Chiefs are in there. Uh, you know, they, they have Seattle as well. I feel like there's another pretty tough team. Um, so they, they you know, they, they've got some tough ones. So if the Cowboys can get this game right here, win on the road. Um, It'll be huge because the Cowboys' schedule really isn't the same. I mean, you got Carolina, then you got three home games, which includes Philly. So this is big. If you want to win the division, this I'm not. It's not a must win. Everything you know, everything can change. We've seen that, but I do think that it's going to be really, really important. It's going to be tough to catch the Eagles if you don't if you don't get this one. All right, last call, Kurt in Arkansas. Kurt, what's up? Yeah. Hey, Nick. What's up? How are you? Uh, yeah, I was around for four of them. Well, I was alive during the first one when they whipped Miami, but my dad was a drunk and he wouldn't let me watch it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But, uh, and they, 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 I think the fans just need to relax because Dak's not afraid of the Eagles. No. Uh, I think, I think that, that team's good. Our team's going to go in there and play their minds out. Yeah, play out of their minds, and I think they're going to whip them. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, because uh, the Eagles have a, the Eagles have a susceptible uh, secondary. We can they can that can exploit that secondary. So, and he proved it against the Rams game that McCarthy has decided that he's going to quit trying to smash the wall with the running game. Yeah. And let Dak play Dak's game. Well, we've seen it last two games. Dak has certainly played like we've kind of wanted him to play. Played like a football right. player. Play instinctive. Yep. Exactly. Sure. So we will see. It'll be. It'll be. Oh, hard. and I, I was really mad that Dion committed pass interference against Michael Irvin in that uh, '94 playoff mm-hmm. game. That made me mad. Yeah. Because we should have had four in a row. Yeah. That, um, now, they had work to do. They were still down 10, and that, that probably would have cut it to three. Uh, it's one of my sports moments that I'd like to see. I'd like to turn back the clock and see that play because he, without a doubt, was holding him. Uh, I would yeah, love to see it. That yeah. Was, that was pass interference. And uh, if Michael had caught that ball, it, it would have probably changed the whole game. Probably. Yeah, I agree, and changed changed the a lot of things about that that season. Yeah. And, and I mean, that would have they would they could have made history four in a row. Yeah, well, it would have been interesting and, because you know I never thought yeah. about this. They 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 probably don't go get Dion the next year, um, right? Because they if they win the Super Bowl without him, you probably don't have to go get Dion. So uh, who right. knows? Who knows what what would have happened? Yeah, but, and 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 and. Since he interfered on Michael, I was kind of mad that they did go get him. Yeah, well, not me. <laughs> not me. I think it was fun to watch. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time. All right, Kurt, thank, thank you uh, for the call. Thanks for all the calls uh, today. Um, we kind of – I was looking at all the states. and uh, Florida with the win. Florida with, with two. Two calls from Florida. Awesome. Uh, I don't even know why that's a big deal. It's just fun for me to know that, you know, that's America's team. We're going all over all over America here. Um, different calls, different places. At least we got one in from Arkansas to finish it off. 
All right, one more time, I'll say congratulations to the Texas Rangers. A lot of fun here. Uh, I think there's a parade on Friday. Uh, should be uh, that should be wild. Um, so big win for them. Big win for the city in this area. Pretty awesome. We'll see if the Cowboys can also have a great weekend uh, with the Eagles. We'll be back tomorrow though to talk more about that one. For Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. See you guys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?